0: Welcome, soccer friend, to the magical world of Soccer Bedtime Stones where dreams and goals come together. I'm your host, Tomek, and I'm here to accompany you on a journey through the stories of some of the greatest players, games, and tournaments as you drift off to sleep. If this is your first time visiting our soccer dream world, and you enjoy the story, we welcome you to follow and subscribe to listen to all the stories in our library. If you are a returning soccer dreamer, we encourage you to review, comment, star, and like the stories you love most. Your feedback and ideas help us get better and help to expand our soccer dreaming community. Please reach out to us. It's as easy as a pass to a friend. You can just email us at soccerbedtimestories at gmail.com. Enjoy the story. Sleep well and dream big. Before we begin our story, friend, let's take a deep breath and imagine that we are all snuggled up in a cozy blanket, surrounded by warmth and comfort. Tonight's story is one that will transport us to a magical world where anything is possible. We'll meet heroes, no villains, travel to far-off lands, and experience incredible adventures together. So let's close our eyes relax, and get ready to embark on an unforgettable journey that will fill our dreams with wonder and excitement. The Underdog Once upon a time, when the fields were green and the fans were loud, people all around the world were turning on their television sets to see the World Cup final. The United States was to face Japan and Germany, a surprising opponent for the American powerhouse. Yet, our story, like many stories, doesn't start at the beginning of the game. It does not start on that June afternoon in Germany. In fact, it starts many, many months before. On a clear March morning, a morning like any other, the earth began to shake in Japan. A mighty earthquake hit the country that day, creating a tsunami that devastated the coast and caused unimaginable pain and suffering for the people of the country. The people of Japan were distraught and despondent as they began to come to terms with the damage that was done. Initially, everything was closed. The teams could not practice. There were no games to be played. Everyone was focused on rebuilding Japan. The people worked hard and lifted each other up. The rest of the world came together to send support to the island nation as well. With practices and games cancelled, there was absolutely no way the team could compete in the World Cup. Or was there? Perhaps... Just for a brief moment, as it had done in the past, the sport of soccer could provide a place of healing and rejuvenation for a tired people. Perhaps by taking the field, the Japanese women could provide hope for their countrymen. Determined, the team did travel to Germany. Both teams made it to that final game with some difficulty. The U.S., led by goal-scoring hero Abby Wambach, needed a 122nd-minute equalizer against Brazil, and Japan faced the host nation, Germany, where they needed extra time to advance as well. Though their paths were trying, the history between the two nations was one-sided. Going into the final, in 25 previous encounters between the two nations, the United States had never lost to Japan. Furthermore, no Asian country had ever won a major football competition. Japan, the Samurai Blue, were the clear underdog. And this is where our story truly begins. The Americans stepped onto the field, confident and strong, the clear favorites. The United States, led by Ebi Wambach, Megan Rapinoe, and Carly Ruloid, started with a flurry pressuring their foe, trying to score and take the lead, putting on a show. But the Japanese defenders held their line, blocking shots and keeping the score even. In the 22nd minute, the tide shifted just slightly. Shinobu Ono, Japanese striker, created space and took a shot, hoping to find the goal. But luck was not on our side. It was denied. Six minutes later, Abby Wambach, with a powerful shot aimed high, hit the bar. Oh, so close. Oh, my. The ball bounced away, and now the Samurai Blue had a chance of their own. In the 30th minute, they nearly broke through. But Hope Solo, the American keeper, forced to make a save with her skillful and trusted hands. The first half ended. No goals to be seen. Both teams fought hard. Possession favored the Japanese, which was a surprising sight and perhaps a sign that the underdogs were here to fight. The second half kicked off with Americans reigning control, displaying their dominance on the field. In the 49th minute, an excellent opportunity arose as midfielder Heather O'Reilly delivered a low cross towards the near post where Alex Morgan, the young, yet to be star striker, was waiting. Morgan swiftly shot towards the net, managing to beat the Japanese goalkeeper, Ayumi Kaihori, only to be denied by the unforgiving post. Could the underdogs do this? For the next few minutes, Kozuki Ando and Shinobu Ono put the American defenders under pressure, forcing them to work hard to maintain their defensive line. Aya Samishima's corner kick posed a threat but the American defense was able to clear the ball and fend off the danger. In the 60th minute, the Japanese nearly found an opportunity to score when Yukori Kinga unleashed a powerful shot from Homare Sawa's well-executed lofted pass. However, Kinga's strike flew over the crossbar, leaving the Japanese side frustrated. It was in the 69th minute that the breakthrough came for the United States and it appeared our underdog story was to come to an end. The young Alex Morgan, ever alert, reacted swiftly to a deep ball played by Megan Rapinoe. She skillfully held off a challenge from Saki Kumagai before driving a low left-footed shot past Kaihori and into the back of the net. The stadium erupted in cheers as the U.S. took a 1-0 lead. The Japanese team regrouped and launched a fierce counterattack aimed to find an equalizer. And then, the unexpected occurred. The Japanese team, fueled by their resilience, launched a spirited comeback. In the 81st minute, while attempting to mount a counterattack, the Americans were caught off guard by a swift Japanese response. Ali Krieger managed to clear the initial Japanese chance. By a, but a mistouch by Rachel Bueller gifted Aya Miyama a golden opportunity. Miyama seized the moment, striking the ball with precision and accuracy, finding the back of the net to equalize the score at 1-1. From Tokyo to Kyoto, the celebrations erupted. Extra time began with a familiar, relentless American attack that had marked much of the game. The first half of extra time seemed destined to end without a goal. However, in the 104th minute, the great American hero, Abby Wambach, rose to the occasion. From Alex Morgan's impeccable pass, she soared through the air with a powerful header and gave the United States a 2-1 lead. Surely now, the underdog story was done. As the second half of extra time kicked off, the Japanese side appeared fatigued. And the Americans seemed to have the advantage, reinvigorated by Wombach's goal. Yet mistakes from the American defenders allowed Ayamiyama and Japanese legendary striker Homare Sawa to create direct threats, testing the resilience of the U.S. team. Despite the scares, no goals were scored, and the game remained on edge. Then, in the 117th minute, Japan was awarded a corner kick. Miyama delivered a low ball, and Sawa, displaying her instinctive brilliance, swift and cunning, darted towards the near post, her touch like a whisper. She outmaneuvered the American defenders, poking the ball over Hope Solo once again, leveling the score. The intensity heightened as both teams fought desperately to find a winner, but neither could break the deadlock. Even after Azusa Iwajimusu received a red card, reducing Japan to 10 players, the result remained unchanged until the end of Extra Time. The thrilling contest had reached its climax, and a penalty shootout would determine the World Cup champion. The tension was palpable as the penalty shootout unfolded. Unfortunately for the United States, Shannon Box, Carly Lloyd, and Tobin Heath all missed their respective kicks, while Yuki Nagasato was the only Japanese player to miss the target. As the American hopes dwindled, the anchor Abby Wambach stepped up to try and save the situation, but her effort proved futile. Saki Kumagai calmly scored the decisive penalty, sealing Japan's underdog victory and earning them the World Cup trophy for the first time in their nations or any Asian nation's history for the first time. David, defeated Goliath. The Japanese team dedicated their triumph as a heartfelt gift to their compatriots back home who had endured the devastation of that powerful earthquake and tsunami. Their celebration was a moment that symbolized their resilience, unity and triumph in the face of the greatest adversity. As you drift off to sleep, my soccer friend, remember that you can show the courage of the samurai blue. For courage is bound when your fear is greatest, and yet, you have the strength through unity and solidarity, faith and resilience, to not let that fear dictate your course. Sleep well, friend, and dream big. Hey everyone, it's Tomek from Soccer Bedtime Stories. If you enjoy our stories and think they are worth your hard-earned money, please consider supporting us on BuzzSprout at bit.ly forward slash soccer bedtime stories. That's bit.ly forward slash soccer bedtime stories. Or just look for us on BuzzSprout. Just $3 a month will give you special access to fan art, newsletters, shout-outs, and other community benefits. By supporting the show, you support us and allow us to keep our show ad-free and accessible for soccer-loving kids and adults around the globe. As always, we love to hear from you, continue to reach out, leave reviews. Hope you enjoy the story. Sleep well and dream big, friend.